Football is back. Let's go. This is Couch Critics from the Stands. I am your host, Easton Moore, and with me is my co-host, Austin Lockwood. Um, this is just going to be a podcast where we uh, kind of talk about the last week's games. So we're going to be talking about week one football, and then we're going to be previewing the next week, which is going to be uh, week two on this episode. And we're just going to go right into it. So I don't know about you, Austin, but... Um, it was exciting to finally watch football again. Yeah, I'd say it, I was honestly kind of shocked at how, at least the games that I was watching, I was expecting a lot more rustiness in terms of just penalties and like self-discipline and that kind of stuff. But I was kind of impressed at how everybody just kind of jumped right in and only certain teams that we'll talk about had some especially bad it, um, issues with that kind of stuff. But it, it was still pretty good. It was pretty high quality football like across the board. Yeah, I think uh, uh, NFL uh, stats uh, Twitter came out and said that this was the most touchdowns in a week one season in NFL history. So uh, obviously it had some sort of effect because defenses were not ready for uh, I think that's what it was. NFL defenses weren't ready for full speed because when you're doing training camp and you're doing uh, uh, practices, defense usually isn't doing full speed. They're not uh, they're not tackling to the ground. You just don't quite have live football and, and training camp and practices. So people weren't – I think defenses weren't quite ready for it. But uh, we had some really good games. Um, so I'm, I say we're just going to uh, jump straight into it. Uh, we're going to start off with, of course, the Thursday night football game and, of course, our favorite team. Uh, that's Kansas City Chiefs facing the Houston Texans. Uh, as we go through, we will uh, – I mean, we'll mark off who uh, – or we'll tell you who we were – who we said was going to win the game last week, and then uh, we'll tally up towards the end and see who had the better better record. But uh, on this one, I think we both picked the Chiefs to win this game. Uh, we both thought they were going to win pretty handedly, uh, and uh, they did. Uh, this was the first NFL game. I think it looked a little sloppy at the beginning, um, but I don't know if uh, – I don't know about you, Austin, but I was kind of just – it was weird watching football again. Yeah, it was definitely just since we didn't have those preseason games to just like make me aware that oh yes, we are gonna get football on this day, and we just gotta count the days down to it. Like it was definitely strange just watching it take place. And I'd say to say it's a slow start, it's kind of like a weird start with the Chiefs because they had a pretty good start on defense with that four or three and out. And then somehow they managed to go, like, eight plays and only gain 20 yards off of those. But once, like, even when Houston managed to score that opening touchdown to, like, start the scoring off, it was kind of another weird sensation where I really did not care when they scored. Because during the entirety of the game, from kickoff to the last play, there was still no doubt in my mind that the Chiefs were going to (laughs) win. And I got to say, it's pretty, it's so satisfying to be in a situation where I could be frustrated that the Chiefs didn't win by more. Yeah, because... we both expected a blowout here, and to be fair, it kind of was a blowout for uh, for a while. Texans kind of got some some late touchdowns to kind of uh, squeak it in closer because I think it was thirty-one to seven at one point. Yep, thirty-one seven. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was definitely a blowout, and and Texans Deshaun Watson came out and threw, uh, threw some good balls and just decided to, to crawl back into it. Chiefs did have some injuries uh, with 
our cornerback group uh, award. Uh, Traverius Ward and Colin Saunders both got injured. Uh, so those, I think, were two defensive hits that kind of uh, kind of hurt us a little bit. I think Okafor also got yep. hurt. Um, so, I mean, that's three defenders that got hurt, and we're already pretty thin in both of those positions. Uh, so we, we kind of have some rookies just thrown in there, and, and maybe they kind of took advantage of that. Well, I, one thing I would say is, despite the injuries and how much it sucks to lose those starting caliber players, I was one of the people that was really impressed with how Jarius Sneed, like, fourth-round pick of this year, so he's a rookie right now, yeah. he was able to step in, and every time that I saw him on the field, he was pretty much locked down almost every play that I was able to oh, see yeah. him. He was uh, he didn't even come in for injury. He was a starter because of Brashad Breland. Oh yeah, that's suspension. right. Yep. Yeah, but with Brashad Breland's suspension, he he had to kind of just step in and be the starter for for this week across from uh, Traverius Ward, and he he picked it up right away. I mean, I think it took him a couple snaps to kind of get up to it. I think they uh, they targeted him a couple times early, and it got him the first time. But I don't really think they got him again. Uh, I mean, he had a great pass deflection early on. And then I think they decided to stop uh, stop picking on him because it really wasn't working. Um, and then I think Deshaun Watson started going to some of those other rookie corners later on in the game. Um, and I was also really happy to see Snead pick up that uh, Tyron Matthew uh, quarterback pressure interception. I thought that was uh, great for a rookie to have under his belt. Uh, but oh, I- oh, yeah. And what... You might have been getting ready to jump in this, but we cannot forget the glory of Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. Oh, uh, my Hilaire, goodness. The NFL uh, rushing leader. Is he really already? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the NFL rushing leader with 138 yards. The next closest person, I think, has a, just over 110 yards. So he's he's got it by a good 20 yards yeah, or so. Yeah, starting off, and he's already 22 yards ahead of Derrick Henry. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you watch this game because uh, it was the only game on. But uh, th- the Texans defense decided to be like, you know what? Screw Patrick Mahomes. We're not going to let uh, Patrick Mahomes hit us deep. We're going to put eight DBs on the on the field and have our safeties back up 20 yards every single time. So Tyreek Hill, uh, McCall Hardman, Sammy Watkins aren't going to get us over top for 35 yards every seven plays or so. Uh, and so they were just almost playing prevent, it looked like. And so uh, I think Chiefs early on were like, okay, if you're going to put four, uh, sorry, not four, but like six people in the box, we're just going to run it down your throat and we're going to get 10 yards per run because we have more blockers than you do uh, people up there to tackle LR. And uh, yeah, he just ate it up. And the way he can find holes is uh is amazing and i uh i don't know about you but you know growing up as a kansas city fan uh we had to watch a lot of steelers games and and losing to steelers did he to me he almost reminded me of a of a Le'Veon bell just being able to just sit there behind the line and just finding that little crease and then just jumping through it yeah i'd say that's definitely the style that i was looking at there i, I still feel like he has a little bit more of that Go ahead, like he doesn't wait nearly as long as Le'Veon Bell tends Probably to do. Probably not. But I can definitely see that part to it. And to kind of transition to like that whole situation with Pat Mahomes and how the Texans are trying to handle him, 
you know, the one thing I can give him credit for is you kind of did. They negated the long bomb or yes, long ball yes, for the longest did. time. But look what happened. Yeah, you got him. You kept Pat Mahomes down to 211 in terms of yards, but, but he still, still got three touchdowns. Points. Yeah, and they still, still scored 34 points. Yeah, and Pat Mahomes, despite that, and the receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs, they had a longest reception of 19 yards. And despite that, Pat Mahomes was still able to get three touchdowns through them. And honestly, if Edwards Hilaire can actually maintain this production, oh my goodness. And I'm really excited to see what the Chargers are going to possibly do against these guys. Because I can guarantee you, the Chiefs are definitely not on the same level as the Bengals. So I'm really excited for that (laughs) next one. But we'll get back into that later. And to not completely just completely focus on kissing the Chiefs' asses, I... (sighs) It was kind of disappointing not to see the Texans act like the way they were in terms of their productivity, because I feel so bad for Deshaun Watson. I love Will Fuller the fifth. I think he's a perfectly fine receiver, but that is just not enough. It was kind of depressing because outside of Will Fuller the fifth, who had 112 receiving yards, nobody else even approached 50. They got to find something or some form of weapon to put out there. Because it's just not working right now. Well, you know, they did have a guy, if you didn't know that. Yeah, they might have had a certain somebody. <laughs> what was his What was his name again? Uh, I don't know. He's he's worth like a second round and a, some random running back, so he's not really worth much. So I don't know his name. You know, I can't give, him a, I can't give David Johnson too much crap, though, because he did get he's 77 yards. Okay. Like, he topped like 100 total, if I recall. Did, and, uh, did you hear what uh, Colin Cowherd said? Uh, Right after that first rushing touchdown? Everybody's favorite sports broadcaster. <laughs> I do not recall. He, he tweeted out that uh, the Houston Texans may have won that trade. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Might have jumped the gun a little bit on that <laughs> just, one. Just a little bit after they got beat 34-20. to 20, And then D-Hop uh, decided to go for like 150 yards on 14 receptions. My God. A touchdown missed by like... Point zero one yard, which almost destroyed me in fantasy. But yeah, this was a great game. I don't know if uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire is going to continue to have games like this because I don't think every team is going to play the Chiefs like the Texans did. Because the Texans basically said, you know what, we know you're going to score, and so we're just going to let you score. Like they basically <laughs> decided not to play defense and say we'll we'll go the slow route and. You're going to score on almost every drive, but, you know, we'll take time off the clock. But uh, it, that just doesn't make any sense. Most teams are going to want to just play their defense, hoping that they can force some turnovers, hoping that they can force some three and outs because Mahomes going deep or they can cover those guys and be able to get some outs and, and maybe be able to score on that on that next possession. But uh, it didn't look like Texans were going into this game trying to win, and obviously they didn't. Uh, but it was a fun game to watch as a Chiefs fan. Once once things got started, um, getting to see our new shiny toy was was nice. I think it's important to notice that uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire is supposed to be known for his pass catching abilities, and he only had one target, and it wasn't really really a target. It was more of just a throwaway ball. So uh, I'm excited to see what uh, what Andy Reid draws up for him in the, in the passing game as well as the uh the russian game because he had 25 carries that's that's a lot that is that i is don't remember the last more. time a chiefs running back had that many carries in one uh, game it, it was kareem hunt 
Kareem Hunt had had 25 at one point. Um, but that was when our offense was was rolling, and uh, Kareem Hunt was uh, was the man. So um, I don't really have too much more to say about this. We both did uh, say the Chiefs were going to win this game, um, and and they did. So we're both one and zero at the moment. And I'll just I'll just end it with saying, Chris Jones, he's hitting twenty this year. You think so? Yeah, technically he technically he's on on pace for it. Yeah, he's got one he's got and a half one and now. Half. Yeah, our defensive front was was amazing this game. Uh, even Darren O'Daniel got a I think a half sack in there as well. So they were they were moving. Um, yeah, that defense did play uh, great after that first opening drive. Uh, where Texans scored, they really locked down, and uh, they didn't give give the Texans anything. I mean, they were they were flying to the ball. They were making sure that they were getting any extra yards. They were uh, Willie Sneed was all over it. Uh, pass rush was just chasing down Deshaun Watson, um, which is sad to see for Deshaun Watson run for his life every every snap. But as a Chiefs fan, watching Frank Clark just go at it was was a lot of fun. I mean, he was, <laughs> it felt like Frank Clark was chasing Deshaun Watson for like five seconds on every, like, I don't know, third play. He was just, yep. uh, he was just gunning for him. So it was a fun game to watch. I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping the chiefs have another, uh, second game. Uh, that's just as fun to watch, but I think chiefs games are always fun to watch now that we have the, uh, good old MVP Pat. Um, anywho, on to the next, on to the next game. On to uh, the dumb teams. Dumb teams. Well, the next game uh, we have up on the slate, we have the Seahawks and the Falcons. Uh, we both had the Seahawks win in this game. Uh, I actually didn't get to watch this game. I was watching some other games. I don't have NFL um, Red Zone. Uh, I just watched some of the games on my phone. And then while I'm having uh, just one of the local channels on my TV. So I, I usually get to watch two games at a time and maybe flip through uh, that second game to whichever game is more, I don't know, more interesting. But at this time, I think I was watching the Green Bay game. Um, there were just so many games going on at noon. Um, yeah, I got a, I watched a little bit of it just because I had coincidentally had Matt Ryan as my fantasy quarterback. Well, Dan, and, you got, <laughs> he scored you some points. Just a few. But oh, stepping away from fantasy – that is probably the ugliest way I've seen a quarterback hit 450 yards with two touchdowns. Dude threw 54 passes. I'm sorry, if you throw 54 passes, you better hit 400 yards. <laughs> That's fair. And honestly, I mean, this game, if I recall, this kind of went exactly like I thought it would. I think it was a little bit further apart than I recalled. Because yeah, there was yeah, just, there was, the I had no hope. I had no hope that the Falcons were going to win this one, and they kind of did exactly what I thought they would. The yeah. only thing, like... Wilson is, was just going off, though. Wilson had, I think, what was it? Four touchdowns. 25? He had but four... Didn't he, didn't he only throw 25 passes? Or no, he threw, he threw 35 passes, and he completed 31 30. of them. He had four yeah. incompletions. That's what it was. He had just like, as many touchdowns oh. as he did incompletions. And that's on top. Like he was facing some pressure as well. He was throwing the that those passes under a lot of pressure. He was able to get sacked three times and hit eight. And oh, or no, he was hit ten times. My bad. But yeah, yeah it it was kind of it felt like a carbon copy of what happened with the Chiefs and Texans, where 
clearly one team was outmatched compared to the other, and they just kind of managed to bring it, like, ring it in a little, make it a little less embarrassing at the end of it. But, you know, it, there's just not really much to say. It was fun if you like offensive, like, just yeah. offensive scoring and stuff. Carlos Hyde, kind of disappointing after how he did with the Texans last year. Only averaged, like, three yards, but he did get a touchdown. And I don't know, Todd Gurley was also kind of disappointing now that he's with the Falcons. Yeah, 14 carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown. I do think yeah. uh, after this game, there were a lot of a lot of buzz early on about uh, Wilson finally opening up and and them letting uh, P. Carroll letting Wilson do Wilson things and uh, already in the talks of MVP. I think he'll always be in the talks of MVP no matter how well he mm. does. But uh, a good way to start the season: four touchdowns and uh, I don't see his full stats here for some reason, but I know that he had uh, yeah three hundred twenty-two yards. Yeah, so over 300 as well. So, uh, I guess we can move on to the next game. Uh, next game I have on here is the... Uh, oh, shoot. What happened here? My bad, guys. The Bills and the Jets, the best game of the week. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, th- this game I didn't watch, and thank God, because I would have wanted to gouge my eyes out. I saw some highlights of this, and... Uh, the only highlight I like and like seeked out was that one a horrible Josh Allen you. throw. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean I can understand like there like when Tom Brady was trying to like bring the game back under control at the end against the Saints, I could understand accidentally like overthrowing just because you just don't see an opportunity or you're under pressure or something. There was no excuse. No pressure. To just Nobody completely botch that. Like, I'm sorry. I think he was trying to pull a Patrick Mahomes and throw it out of the stadium just for fun. It's like, but again, aside from that, like, he had a pretty good game. Like, Josh Allen kind of impressed me in this one. Though, you know, you got to remember who he's playing against. Because, yeah. I mean, he threw for 312 and two touchdowns, which you can't really argue against that. And then he there was, of course, his running ability. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, definitely right. this is just one of the things where, like, eh... Yeah, but they also let the Bills kind of uh, creep back into this game at the end, which, I mean, I, I can't really say that they were in it, but uh, they they let them back into it, a 10-point game, when I don't think it really was a 10-point game for, for three quarters. So. Yeah, well, that last touchdown they scored, there was only like a minute left, so there wasn't any like actual threat of anything happening. But it's just that same disappointment like with the Chiefs where you know that you blew them out, basically. Like, you knew you had this game well under control, but then you just let the final score not really tell the whole tale. Yeah, very true. Yeah, and it's... Uh, I, I still feel like the Bills probably have the best chance out of everybody in the AFC East to make the playoffs, even though eh, the Patriots were kind of impressive. But to me, it's not really saying much for the Bills just because... The Jets aren't going to do anything this year. I still don't see how that's happening. Even against, like, their own divisional rivals, it doesn't seem like the Jets ever really show up. And it's pretty it's pretty bad when Frank Gore, a living fossil, is your leading rusher. And he had 24 yards, and he was the leading rusher. Oh, my goodness. How the in the world? Barkley. Excuse me? Hmm? I said better hmm? than uh, the Giants and Shaquan Barkley this week. Oh, I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we both had the Bills winning that game, so we're both three zero at this point. But uh, 
Got to go this next game. I think that's where uh, we depart when it comes to our picks. Uh, we have the Bears and the Lions. This is Austin's <laughs> favorite game of the week. The greatest his two, game. His two favorite play, or his two favorite teams going at it head to head. Uh, so you can't make the, this kind of game up. This this game was just stupid. It was the most entertaining fourth quarter, I think, just of just because of how bad the Lions botched it and how Mitch just had to do something great just to make people not like just confused. Like how how do you play so bad for so long and then just start throwing dimes? Yeah, you just let Mitch Trubisky throw three touchdowns. You let him pull a Pat Mahomes in the fourth quarter. That's insulting. How dare they? Mitch they does not deserve. I mean, yeah. Was, you know, all I can really well. say is. He was throwing well. I mean, he was playing good football, but it just is like, how? How does Mitch do this? It's because he's so bad for so long. And then, I don't know. You know maybe this it's, is the, the, it's the Detroit magic. It's all magic. you need to know. It's because they were playing the Lions, they were destined to win. There's, I'm sorry, I feel so bad for Matt Stafford because no matter what he does, it'll never be enough. And yeah, not no, to say he, that he was carrying the team during well, this. Well, he did throw a, a, a perfect touchdown oh, pass ah, to that win drop. the game. Unreal. <laughs> and the running back grabbed the ball, tucked it into his body, and then dropped then it. dropped it. Just let it go. The greatest thing is that he like he fully caught the ball, and then when he started to tuck it, he decided to drop it at that moment. And so it's like like that was a middle school drop, dude. He he yeah. It, I won one of my leagues. I have Matthew Stafford, so I was like, are you? I just lost like five points on that one play, and then uh, also I don't want the Bears to win. I actually kind of like the Lions because I kind of feel bad for them. And so <laughs> I was like, hey, they, they 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 have a great, great drive. Matthew Stafford has a – that was a great drive with less It was a great drive. Left. I I was fully sucked into that game when I saw them driving down the field. And just – I would, honestly, the other weird thing is I don't even know if I would say this is the worst way a game had ended this week. But we'll go into the worst one pretty soon, if I recall. That could be fair. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think this was a, a very boring three quarters, but then one of the most exciting fourth quarters of the of the week. Uh, <laughs> I won't. I don't even know if I'd say I was excited for it, just because to me it was more stupid than <laughs> stupid can be exciting. <laughs> yeah, uh, I suppose. But uh, if if this brings any. Uh, uh, any excitement? Adrian Peterson was the the leading rusher for the, for the Lions this week with 93 yards, which is he still got it. I think that's that's good for him. He didn't get a touchdown though, which is which is kind of sad. But uh, um, he did have have 93 yards on only 14 carries. So so a good outing by by Adrian Peterson, but obviously not enough. And Matthew Shepard was three yards away from hitting the 300 mark. He was 290 97 yards. That TD pass would have put him at over 300. Man, that, that last pass only. is just so sad. It makes my head hurt thinking about it. Yeah, so we'll move on. We got uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot to say. 
Austin didn't quite say who he picked, but he had a, he had pretty much said he was picking the Bears because he thought the Lions couldn't win. And guess what happened? Yeah, the well, you know, couldn't win. This was that was his one just golden prediction. It was that you can't really trust the Bears, but you, you just can't pick the Lions. They're it's like just, I don't like the Bears, but I don't trust the Lions yeah, even more. They're, they're gonna fuck it up. And guess what? They they fucked it up. Four times they allowed Mitch Trubisky to score three touchdowns, and then they dropped the winning touchdown. So yeah, they 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 did a they did a Lions thing. Um, so I actually picked the Lions, which I was I also thought about it when he dropped that pass. I was like, God damn it! I picked the Lions and he picked the Bears, and I lost on a drop pass by the by the rookie Swift. So um, yeah, so I'm actually uh, I'm three and one now, and you're you're four and zero so far. Ah. Uh, we got the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, this was an entertaining game to watch just to see Aaron Rodgers light up the scoreboard. Uh, but the Vikings kind of looked fairly pitiful. Other than uh, I think Delvin Cook looks pretty good. Um, but, I mean, Delvin Cook always looks really good. So Kirk Cousins looked outmatched in every way. Like every way. Well, hmm. I suppose you could say it's that way, but it felt like he just wasn't really being utilized nearly as much as Aaron Rodgers is, which that alone should be a pretty big sign of, like, their skill level and the amount of faith their coaches have in them. But it's bad. It's I don't really find the NFC North as intriguing anymore after seeing these first two games. Because clearly the Bears and the Lions are now literally fighting to be the worst. Like, they are just finding incredible ways to suck. (laughs) And I just, I don't, after seeing this game, I don't know if the Vikings are going to be able to keep up with the Packers if this keeps going. For all we know, maybe they just have really bad, like a really slow start to the season. But that four touchdowns to easily like the number one threat on the Green Bay Packers team. Like, you couldn't stop Rodgers for anything. Yeah. I, I it, do think the Vikings are good enough to be able to beat average to bad teams. So I still think they'll be able to they'll be able to stick around a 9-7 and seven to 10-6 and six record. But I don't think they're going to be able to do much because when they face real talent, which the Green Bay Packers I don't think is a top team in, in the NFL slash NFC. So I, I don't know if, if they're really going to be able to <laughs> – they're going to be able to do anything unless they have another Minneapolis uh, miracle. Yeah, I feel this is one of those games where you just kind of have – you can't put too much salt into it one way or the other because you really don't know if one team was just this good, another team was just that bad, or if it was just because it's the first game. Yeah. I'd say I'll probably have a much more solid view of both teams once we get to like week three or something like that. Well, yeah, you can see and, about cause, any of these Because you got to think about this as well. <laughs> Devontae Adams had 14 catches during this game. That is... 56 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I am uh, painfully aware (laughs) of what happened there. There's no... I pray that he does not repeat this same fee again. Because I'm going up against him next week in fantasy. And, oh, I'm scared about this right now. Because that was an incredible performance. Yes, yes, it was. But it's, it's just the fact that they were only, like, Rodgers was only using really, like, two weapons for most of the game, and he was still able to do all of this damage. 
and that's what really concerns me about the Vikings is that they weren't able to adjust to him at all. We also and had, that's I, I have to give mm-hmm. a, a lot of credit to that offensive line because they were giving Aaron Rodgers all day to pass that ball, so he just had time to sit back and and eventually his wide receivers, especially Devontae Adams, is going to find some space and and Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to get it there. So he was able to kind of sit back and wait for a play to develop and and would just would just hit it for. 30, 30 yards down the field. Um, and he had some, there were some insane touchdown passes too. So uh, it was fun to watch. That was the main game I was watching. And uh, Green Bay, it was, he was fun to watch. Um, we both had uh, the Green Bay Packers win in that game. So four and one, and Austin is actually still five and oh. Look at that. Thank God, because I couldn't honestly remember which team I chose in that one. <laughs> Uh, next game we've got the the Patriots versus the Dolphins. Um, I don't think there's a whole much like a whole lot to say here. Um, I actually didn't look at. Uh, I didn't watch. Oh, this game oh too I much. I could say plenty about Fitz Magic. Yeah, I actually oh, just now the, saw this. <laughs> I mm, just now saw uh, uh, nope. uh, the stat line here and saw Fitz Magic with three interceptions. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, ha- you hate to see it. I think the you think the Patriots defense has a little bit of uh, spite towards Ryan Fitzpatrick after Week 17 of last year. Maybe maybe just a little <laughs> bit. I'm thinking that's what must have happened because. Uh, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick was picked off three times by the Patriots. Uh, and and Cam Newton, I don't think does anything too special, but does enough to score twenty one points, which apparently uh, good old Tom Brady couldn't do very often with the Patriots last year. So enough to win a game. And uh, yeah, not, I don't really. That's why I said I don't have a whole lot to say with this game because uh, it was just kind of a. I, I thought the Patriots were going to come in and win this game. I don't think it was going to be anything special because this isn't the Patriots team that we've seen over the last 20 years, but it's still a Patriots team. So I figured they would uh, they would at least get the first first win out here. Yeah, and it's, it's very, it's, it was really jarring to see Cam Newton in the Patriots' backfield. And that's really the most I can say for it is that it – him being back there instead of Tom Brady, you were able to immediately see how it changed the entire dynamic of their team. Because, honestly, like, Cam Newton's been always a good rusher, but to think that he would get 15 carries and get 75 yards, he was basically the leading rushing category for every single stat. And just to think that they completely, like, changed how he normally, like, you know, kind of functions and stuff, despite him having pretty good accuracy in the passing game. I don't know, it was just kind of strange to see that, and it's kind of, I kind of like it. I like seeing a different type of offense going out there and winning with a kind of, you know, almost like a Tim Tebow throwback style. That's how I felt about it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so Austin here actually had the Miami Dolphins beating. Hey, I had hope, okay? Fitz magic. <laughs> Someone had some Fitz magic uh, help, and it did not work. Dolphins did not win, so he is five and one. And I had the Patriots pulling this one out, um, so we are both uh, five and one as of the first six games uh, of Week One. The next game, I think, was the most shocking. No, not this is. Uh, uh, yes, this is probably the most shocking. If we're, if I'm being honest, the Philadelphia Eagles get beat by the football team. So uh, I didn't watch this game because I didn't think it was really worth watching. And for the first half, it looked like it was going to go exactly what I think we thought. 
Carson Wentz in the Philadelphia Eagles were going to score 24, you know. Yeah, it was around points, that range. 30 points or whatever. Washington football team was only going to get like 14 or, you know, 10 or something like that. It was going to be a pretty easy win. And that's what it was looking to, but something happened in that second half. <laughs> yeah, where... the Eagles showed how important having a good O-line is. I've never seen such a good example of how things can go so wrong if you don't have good blocking. And it, it kind of, yeah, it's a little frustrating to see like so many people taking a dump on Carson Wentz for this performance when the dude was getting killed out there. He was, he didn't stand a chance in that second half. Like I honestly don't know what happened because it seemed like they were at least managing in the first half. They, they got some injuries, is what I what I remember. Yeah, they saying. yeah. That's the problem is that people were blaming Carson Wentz when like they were running like freaking like college rookies out there, like freshmen believe, out there. I believe they had a rugby player playing a playing a right right guard or right tackle. <laughs> if, that, and if that helps, you just can't you can't expect great results with that kind of protection back there. And, and and the lead running back was was out as well. So yeah, yeah but I I I don't have faith on with like any of the Philadelphia runners for the most part. I don't. Either. So I don't know how much I that really was, would have changed. I thought it was worth saying. But yeah, yeah. I, this was the most. Uh, I think this was two of uh, the most you know shocking games of the week because Washington football team I think was one of our uh, shoe ends as the worst team. I, despite um, them winning this, I would still suggest that they're probably one of the worst teams in the NFL well, still. leading the NFC East. No, I don't want to hear it. Shut up. <laughs> no, bad. They one-game lead over everyone else in the NFC East. No, because – but despite their win, that offense was still pretty much atrocious for the entire time. Because well, Haskins – yeah, and guess, guess do you remember how many time how many touchdowns or how many points the Texans scored in the first half of the playoffs? Hmm? Yeah. yeah, it was basically no, I, that. And, and, and Washington got eight sacks on Carson Wentz. There's there's just not a lot you can do as a as a quarterback or a team when you're just getting nailed down like that. I mean, that's just like the uh, the Chiefs Broncos game last year where Blacko just couldn't do anything. It didn't matter what he did; he was just getting sacked by Chris Jones. Uh, Okafor and uh, uh, Clark, oh, and so. actually, t- to defend myself more, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna read you the yardage they had to go for each scoring drive for the red or the football team, the Washington we'll football, the football team. team. <laughs> uh, so we we have a touchdown for 45 yards, touchdown 20 yards, field goal 26 yards, touchdown 48 yards, field goal 20 yards. They never had to go more than half the field on any other touchdowns or scores. Which Not the, once. So those, that wasn't a 20-yard field goal. That was their whole That's how far time. they had to travel to get in the <laughs> field goal range. Yeah. Which, you know, it's just they got, they got some good defensive stuff. I'll give them that. But I still feel like their offense is so bad that they're not going to be able to keep up these performances. You can't really always rely on the defense making, like, the perfect interceptions that put you in perfect range to score. No, you're very right. I don't have a lot of faith in the Washington football team either, but uh, definitely an interesting first week uh, for that game. 
Oh, and also, just to before we leave on this one, because I you can't I love shitting on the Redskins almost as much as the Lions. We also have one, two, three, four, about like seven to eight drives that went for less than ten yards for Washington. I found I found two or three drives that ended in negative ten yards. <laughs> what a mess! And I'm not even going to count the other three that are like, sound like what? Excuse me? You're Hmm? Giants on Monday. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Keep talking. (laughs) Moving on. Okay. Well, we can move on to your favorite team uh, in the AFC West, the the Las Vegas Raiders versus the the Panthers. (laughs) Uh, This is actually a pretty entertaining game for for the most part. I think the Raiders had the lead for the long for the longest time, but the Panthers made a big push towards the end, and uh, I wasn't watching this game. I was watching along uh, with my fantasy teams because I have Josh Jacobs uh, hey. and, and the Raiders tight end in one of my leagues, so I was kind of watching along for that. And the Panthers kind of crept up there towards the end um, and almost uh, almost squeaked away with the win. Um, but Raiders scoring 34 points is – uh, is interesting. I didn't think they'd be able to put up that many points this early. Uh, I mean, that's as many points as the Chiefs put up against the Texans, and so uh, I, I think I think they're they're moving pretty well. But they're also playing the Carolina Panthers, so I don't think we could read into it too much. But it was a good performance. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I, I love I love hating the Raiders. You can't have too much hate for AFC West rivals. But, you know, I felt like this was a pretty good game where I was kind of surprised that they had finally stepped away from Derek Carr, it seemed like, in favor of the running game. And as much as I hate the Raiders, I just, I personally love Josh Jacobs because I also got him in fantasy this year and last. And just seeing his performance, my goodness, that was just some good classic running on his part for pretty well, much the entire game. I just loved his consistency. Yeah, but he got touchdowns. Exactly. When you score the touchdowns, that's what really matters. And if he can at least approach 100 while still keeping up these scores, because all it really matters, if you can run in the red zone, you're solid. I'd rather have a running back with 50 yards and four touchdowns than somebody with like 300 yards and one touchdown. No, 300 yards is quite a bit. But I do think it's uh, interesting to see here uh, the Carolina Panthers had the top passer with Teddy Bridgewater having 269 yards, Derek Carr's 239 yards. Uh, they had the top rusher because McCaffrey had 97 yards and Jacobs had 93 yards, and they had the uh, best receiver that had 114 yards. So they lead in each of the top three, but they still lost. I think that's a little interesting. Uh, now, obviously, that means that the, there must have been some turnovers. I wasn't watching uh, too much of the game, but yeah, I assume that's it was, what that means. It was actually a pretty, like, in terms of that type of stuff, it was kind of uneventful. It was really just each team kind of going back and forth for the most part. I don't. I think the highest lead that any team had was, like, I think it was 12. I think 12 gotcha. points because um, at the time, Las Vegas was up, like, 27 to 15. And it just kept going back and forth. Like, there was a time where, yeah, there was a time where there was only one punt for the last, like, five drives. 
and they just kept scoring touchdowns. And honestly, if the Carolina Panthers had like an extra two minutes or so, they probably would have walked away with that win. And so I can't really say anything bad about either team because, I mean, you could get a better defense, I guess. Yeah. 34 points and 30 points, that's not exactly good. But even then, they were still getting a decent amount of pressure here and there. And I don't know, it was a very consistent game. It was it was refreshing, I guess is a better way to put yeah, it. It wasn't boring like certain other games where nothing happen, happens. It wasn't completely stupid where one team just completely dropped the ball like somebody that we might have already discussed. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. I've, I think it was exactly where I expected things to turn out, though I kind of hoped the Panthers would win. But I would expect the same from both teams in terms of these levels of production. I don't really see anything crazy happening with these two teams, basically, after this. Yeah, no, I, I, I think they're both middle-of-the-road teams. I actually think the Panthers are a little bit worse, but... But I got you. Um, next game we got is the Colts and the Jaguars, which I think was the number two uh, surprise of the week. Gardner Minshew coming out and uh, uh, leading the team to a victory. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, you were sad? talking trash. I was talking some major trash. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. You can't doubt the mustache. Well, I don't you, even know if he still has the mustache. You, I didn't uh, look at his face. You voted against him on, on this one, so I don't want to hear too much. You don't need it. That's not important. <laughs> I, I forgot to say uh, we were we were 5-1 when, when we got done with the Dolphins and Patriots game. We both picked the Eagles to win, so we were uh, both 5-2. and two. I picked the Las Vegas Raiders, and you picked the Carolina you Panthers. You traitor. Uh, <laughs> so that would be 6-2. Six and, uh, six and two. And six or five and three. Um, after that game, and then we both picked the Colts, so uh, that would be five and four and six and three. I'm just glad to see Philip Rivers suck with another team. Yes, this was a this was a fun game because I like Arnold Minshew. I said that before. I like him as a person. And I I want him to do well. I just don't quite have. Uh, Full faith in him as a football player, but uh, I'm glad you're just jealous because he has a better mustache and better hair than you. Two very true statements, and I have <laughs> nothing against him for it. He is an awesome man. He's got some swagger, and I like it. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, he's got better swagger than uh, Baker Mayfield. I can tell you that much. But this this was a fun uh, a fun game for Jacksonville Jaguars to win. Um, mainly because I, I don't like Phillip Rivers and I want him to lose every game. Uh, I don't want him to do well in the new system. I want him to uh, be out of the league by next year because uh, laugh at all Chargers players and other than uh, uh, Derwin James. I, I like him and and Bose is nice, but I don't want him on the I don't want him on the Chargers anymore. But nonetheless, this was uh, I was glad to see the Jaguars get out this win and. Uh, the Colts have a lot of work to do if they're gonna if they're gonna be a contender. They have they have supposedly a good defense. They have a lot of good players, and it apparently didn't work uh, work this week. Uh, and they did have a major injury on the offensive side. Mac got injured, I think, early on, uh, which is a big hit for the Colts, and he's gonna be out for the rest of the year, as far as as far as I know. So that's that's a big hit for the Colts. Yeah, the thing is, he only got four carries and like three catches before he was out. 
to think that it could have ended so quickly for him. It's very depressing in that regard. I almost drafted him in fantasy. Not not that that's more <laughs> important than uh, a man's health and being able to to play football, but uh, I guess I'm glad someone stole him a couple of draft, drafts ahead of me. I wouldn't be so politically correct. I will, I'm very glad that I didn't pick him. <laughs> it, you know, it sucks, but, you know, it shit happens. And I'm glad that it didn't happen to me in whatever regard, even if it was something as stupid as that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. It, I don't have a whole lot to say about this game. Yeah, it, it despite was, it was a, despite the win, I still don't see Jacksonville as like a huge contender necessarily. It feels strange well, I think that the, the Chiefs' number one team to beat. If the if the Chiefs want to oh, make right. the Super Bowl, they gotta they gotta go through the Jaguars. Okay, shut up. <laughs> shut got, up, you sarcastic through, ass. they got to go through Jacksonville, too. They're going to be the number one seed. Uh-huh. Anywho, I just I hope that we, at least this coming week, that we get a little bit more opportunities to see just where Gardner Mishu can produce more yardage, I guess. Because, I mean, he only missed one throw, but he also only threw 20 passes. Like, he was competing with freaking Cam Newton for at least – pass attempts in a game i'm pretty sure that's uh going 21 of 22 or 20 of 21 i i can't remember exactly that's supposed to be like the uh the highest comp- completion percentage in like the modern football era so that's it might be that's but the problem is that like he wasn't it's looking we're gonna talk about this with some other players but it's that issue where yeah you were accurate but you didn't really go anywhere with, with them and obviously, he still got three touchdowns, which is great. It's just I want to see what more he can do outside of those like short yardage yeah, opportunities. No, that's, that's totally fair. Um, and yeah, fuck Philip Rivers, um, <laughs> fuck the Colts because he's on there, and you know, hope they can ne- never rally back. I was gonna say rally back, but I just remembered I don't want them to do yeah. that. I hate the Colts now. Yeah. Bye bye. Uh, next game, I think is gonna be pretty easy. We got the Ravens versus the Browns. Uh, the AFC Lions. The AFC Lions, the Browns. Yeah, I, ugh, ugh. that was nasty. That game was gross. There was nothing fun about that, unless you're a Ravens fan. Yeah, that was just the Ravens beating up on uh, uh, what a middle school team? Would you say? Or it's JV starting to feel school, like it. A high school JV team, maybe. How how can this offense for the Browns be so bad? Like I get it, it's the Ravens' defense. It's amazing, so many Pro Bowlers and all this stuff. But you got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, all these players together, and you can't even get seven points. Oh yeah, I had. Uh, you only got one touchdown. You missed the field goal. Yeah, I had. Uh, I had Nick Chubb and Odell Beckham Jr. starting this week. They both did absolutely nothing. Kareem Hunt actually got more carries and more yards than Nick Chubb, so I don't know what to do. Uh, That's the only silver lining is seeing Kareem Hunt succeed. That's the only thing I ever care about with the Browns now, and at least there was kind of that, even though, you know, it was kind of average. But I'd rather have him be average than suck with the rest of them. I mean, 72 yards on only 13 carries is is good. Still good. I'll give him that. Uh, but yeah, Lamar Jackson actually had a a fairly good um, throwing performance. Uh, you know, just watching him throw the ball, he was he was hitting uh, some good throws, uh, like in between defenders, 
in stride. Uh, I remember a touchdown that he, that he threw in a pretty tight window and, and got it in there perfectly. But then at the same time, he almost overthrew a wide open receiver in the in the end zone. So, uh, you know, a little up and down there. But for the most part, he, he looked really well. Um, he wasn't completely focusing on running the ball. Of course, he did. Uh, but he, he threw it a little bit, too. Um, I really don't know what what the Ravens are going to do when it comes to uh, the rushing attack. Because uh, last year they yeah, had... It kind of sucked outside of yeah, <laughs> Jackson. Yeah, they had Ingram last year. Then they picked up Dobbins, I think, in the first No, second round. And uh, he didn't really do too much. He got two touchdowns, don't get me wrong. But they he had, like, I think six yards. So they, they gave him the ball on the, you know, one or two-yard line and had him had him rush it in and that was about it so yeah and once after seeing him in college like he's still a monster i imagine that just because of how many weapons the ravens have on that offense it'll probably just there's no need to rush him into things and risk him getting hurt at a young age when there's plenty of other people that can carry the slack right now so i feel like we'll probably see him more often as the games actually start to matter more when you actually think oh we might lose against this team I don't think that the Ravens had any doubt in their mind who was going to win this match. And I hate it because now all the Ravens fans won't shut the hell up yeah, saying that they had the best offense when they had to play the Browns. And they will never shut up. Ravens fans will never shut up. And even when they lose in the first round of the playoffs, they will continue to not shut up and say they're the best team in the NFL. Um, the, we both had uh, the Ravens winning that game, so... Uh, that's both a win on those. Um, however, we both had the Colts winning, uh, the Colts versus Jaguars. So that puts us at uh, seven and five, which is my record, and Austin at a six and six. Uh, move on to the Chargers and the Bengals. Uh, this I would say is basically a shit show, but. Uh, yeah, just it kind of a good. disaster. Did nothing. Nobody looked good. It looked like hey, Joe Burrow had one good run. I'll give him that. That was a pretty nifty little scamper for twenty three yards. Run, I guess, but it, it just it nothing really looked great. I mean, yeah, that that was basically his best play. Although he did have a really good fourth quarter drive to um, win the game, but then they had an offensive pass interference with AJ Green. Uh, which is totally understandable. He did have a little push there to create separation. Um, and then his... But even then, his, to his, miss his that kick. Missed the kick, which would have put it to overtime. Um, so I think I think that was good for Joe Burrow to have that, uh, have that drive to give him some confidence that he can move the ball when he needs to. Um, so I really don't have too much to say. Other, I mean, Tyro Taylor does not look like an NFL caliber quarterback. I mean... He yeah, that not, was a. He did not look good at all. I still, well, not still. Back when he was just trying to fight for a new starting job after Buffalo, I had always felt that he was being like unfairly treated in these situations. Like I thought he was perfectly fine as a Buffalo quarterback, and clearly it didn't mean that much because they didn't really get that much of an improvement over the last three years since he left. But that game, oh no, 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 that was not a good performance and it doesn't bode well for him if he keeps that up because 
I don't. I wouldn't put past the Chargers to throw Hubert out there if he puts up some more performances like that. Because I mean, they probably should. Um... Maybe I want to give him at least another game or two to see if he can bounce back to at least you know adequacy. But I'm not going to get my hopes up too much because I also never have hope that the Chargers are going to be healthy within two weeks. It's just it never happens with them. I don't. There must be something in the water in LA that's just like poisoning these players because it just seems to happen every year. Yeah. But to not. But we're not going to dwell on that though. As for Joe Burrow, like. Yeah. Mm. I was kind of hoping maybe we'd see something like a Mahomes debut where he just kind of blows everything out of the water because he's so good. But I guess that was a little naive, apparently. And I don't know. It's hard to say what to expect out of that performance. But he at least I was able to see like some good scrambling ability, so he was trying to improv with this shitty team that he's on. And so hopefully once he gets a little bit more comfortable in the pocket, it'll work out a little better. Yeah. Yeah, I I I think uh he'll he'll grow. I think he'll grow as a as a football player and a quarterback and I'm excited to see him um progress. I think it sucks that he's on the Bengals, but uh, I'm still excited to see him play some play some football. Um but yeah, Chargers definitely do have a lot of injuries and yep. we just have to wait like three years to actually see Joe Burrow when Cincinnati drives him out with their toxicity. Yeah, I I don't know though. I Joe Burrow could be that player that they can they can build around. Um, but we both, uh, I think we actually had two different people win in this one. Uh, I'm looking at my, yep, you had the, the Chargers win in this one, and I had the Cincinnati Bengals win in this one. It was another one where uh, I could have easily got the win if somebody could just catch a ball, but I took an L. So you're actually uh, back up with me at 7-6. and six. We're both at 7-6 and six again. Uh, Woo! This next game, we got the Bucks versus the Saints. This was uh, uh, the highest watch game of the of the year, um, and I think outside hmm. of the first drive, well, I guess it's only been week one, so I mean, uh, not really a whole lot of games to go with. But this was the, there were twenty five million that tuned into this game, um, which was five million more than the Chiefs and Texans game. So. Uh, highly anticipated, highly watched game. Um, Brady looked bad for about three quarters, I would say. Maybe two and a half quarters. I th- yeah, I thought he was all right for, like, he was able to piece together a few drives here and there. But, oh, my. That was, it was such a weird game. It it feels so strange to see that the Saints won 34 to 23. It's it's so shocking it, this was that we hard, hit these score totals. This was a hard game to watch. When when you're watching yeah. this game, it looked like neither quarterback could throw the ball at all for about three quarters. Brady finally picked it up uh, when they were already out of Blech, I don't want to hear it. I know, I know. Breeze, mother, uh, well, uh, I love Breeze so much as a person, atrocious. but that that was just, it was hard. It was exactly what you said. It was hard to watch, and Honestly, if it wasn't for Jared Cook getting that 46-yard reception, he wouldn't even have 130 yards. He would be, like, under 120 yards passing if not for that one catch. Yeah. And it feels so strange to see that, especially with how bad Michael Thomas was as well before his injury. Which, by the way, also, in case you want to know more about my fantasy team, I have both Breeze and Thomas. 
So next week's going to be a fun affair with Michael Thomas out with that ankle injury. You shouldn't have picked the 41-year-old quarterback who couldn't throw more than two yards last year. Hey, he had like a lot of yards, okay? That's because It seemed to work. He seems to make it work out, okay? That's because Michael Thomas uh, would catch those three-yard slants and take it 60 yards. Um, But nonetheless, you know, I I thought this was a fairly – it was entertaining for a little bit, but – Man, was this game overhyped. It it really wasn't uh, overly entertaining other than watching Brady fumble, I mean, throw two interceptions early on. That was fun to watch. Um, almost as fun to watch as the Monday Night Massacre. But, uh, yeah, it uh, really wasn't a whole lot to talk about because it was kind of a, kind of a boring game. Um, I'm glad yeah, it, it was just it was... that last touchdown. For absolutely no reason, <laughs> two seconds left on the clock when they're on the one yard line, that would have single handedly lost me in my fantasy league. Um, Some of you may not know, but East and I are in the same fantasy league, and this lucky bastard—I can't say too much because of some stories that might come up later—but this dude managed to win by like point six points exclusively point because it's point two one. Is that what it yep, was? Even worse. 0.21 points exclusively because Kamara did not get that touchdown. Okay, to be fair, so Kamara misses that touchdown by what? A quarter of an inch or whatever? I think but it was something like that. At the same time, I have DeHandre, uh, uh, I have Hopkins, who was also a quarter of an inch short of scoring a touchdown. So I didn't get the touchdown there. And at the same time, my opponent had David Johnson, who ran in the touchdown the play after that instead of Hopkins. So, you know, I may have gotten lucky here, but I got really unlucky over there. So I'd say it yeah, out. Yeah. Actually, it doesn't even out because that still puts me at minus six points. So I still won, though, so that's all that really cares. Yeah, all I need to – all that matters is that the Bucks suck and Tom Brady's on the Bucks. So everything's right with the world. I think Tom. I think they'll pick it up later on. And I think no, still be a playoff team. I'm no, sorry. I don't want him. I don't I want don't him to want succeed. It to work I want Tom Brady to go seven and nine or five and eleven or some shit and miss the playoffs. But I don't think it'll happen. Hey, w- hey, zero and sixteen still on the table, Easton. It's still on the true. table. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen, but that is true. Um, if if only though, if only that could actually happen. But as putting our biases aside, what's the next team or game? Uh, we both picked the Saints to win that one, so we're both eight and six. Uh, the Cardinals are the next. Uh, Cardinals and the Forty ers are the next game. We we both thought very high of the Cardinals coming into this game, um, but none of us thought that the Forty ers were going to drop this game. And sure enough, exactly yeah, out of because out of all the teams that made it into the. If I remember correctly, all the teams that made it into their conference championship games, wasn't the 49ers the only team to lose this week? If I recall, I can't remember who they had to play in the NFC championship game. Let's see. They played the Green Bay Packers. Okay, yeah, that's right, they did. Because I kept wanting to say that, but I could not recall for the life of me. And... Imagine that. Out of all the teams that could have lost in week one, 
it had to be the 49ers and they lost to the Cardinals. I'm very excited to see what happens from here on out if the Cardinals can actually put a, together this kind of performance. Because Kyler Murray, I mean, he played damn. Really well. damn I told like, you that Hopkins to, to Murray was going to be an electric uh, combo at, at, at Arizona. And yeah, and the one thing I'd say about that, though, is you could put Hopkins on any team. Like, you could put him with Tyrod Taylor, and he would still probably get this kind of production. He's just that good of a receiver. And I'm being a little hyperbolic. But, yeah, it was just a solid performance. Like, it honestly started to not even really feel like an upset once the game was all said and done for me. Like, they still came back to win near the end of the game. But it seemed like they were completely competent, which was not something I could have said last year, like, as a whole team anyways. And it's just, it's so fun seeing Isaiah Simmons out there wrecking people in his way, you know. Yeah, I think he played uh, really well. If you guys don't know, um, we went to high school with Isaiah Simmons at Olathe North. Uh, I don't think either of us, you may have actually played football with him, did you? Yeah, I played with him. I did not. I uh, I was out of football at that point. Um, yeah, I played with him when he was a little twig. And now he could kill me with his bare hands. I'm sure that's true. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was just kind of fun to watch that. That was just a really good game overall. It was fun to see both Garoppolo and Kyle Murray have productive passing games. And seeing Kyle Murray just shred people with his feet. Oh, that was a beauty to watch. Yes. And yeah. That's true. This was a, a fun game to watch uh, Tyler Murray play, and it was a close game for the most part. I mean, it was 10-7 to 7 in the first quarter, 10-13 mm-hmm. uh, in the second quarter, uh, and then the fourth quarter was really a showdown between these two teams. So uh, Yeah, I'd say I got the same vibe of this game as I got with the Raiders and Panthers game, except... When you walk away from this game, you don't feel like the defense just dropped the ball the entire time. That's true. So it's just a higher quality version of that game, essentially. And also, I think we cut with this game, Kelsey is currently six yards ahead of Kittle in terms of receiving yardage. Kittle wasn't a big part of this game, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It probably would have helped him out here. He did hobble off the field for some sort of injury, but... Um, nonetheless, he, he was not a big part of it. Uh, we both had the 49ers winning that one. And I think I messed up a count at some point. Cause I recounted, we were both at eight and five, uh, after this loss. So I had added in a couple random losses for some reason. Um, we are at the Cowboys and the Rams game, um, which we picked different teams for this one, but it was a, uh, this was actually a pretty entertaining game, as in it was close. It wasn't uh, a very explosive game, but uh, it was close by both teams, and um, so it was at least entertaining because you didn't know what was going to happen because they, they kept the game close. Cowboys suck. They yes. really, really suck. I don't know if they suck, but they uh, they did not have a good offense offensive performance this game at all. Yeah, and, and to also to be fair to them, like, that ending, that sucked. That was a hell of a way to go out at the end there. Cause was that, yeah, that, uh, I don't know. It just, uh, I, I don't find the Rams offense anywhere near exciting. It was cool to see Malcolm Brown, of all people, go in and 
for two touchdowns. Yeah. But especially since they got rid of Todd Gurley, I don't find Jared Goff exciting. I don't really find any of the receivers except maybe Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Like, they're kind of interesting. There's nothing that really pops about that team. And the Dallas Cowboys, some would argue that they're nothing but pop, and I've just kind of gone numb to how much people like to suck their dicks. Because, oh my goodness, it is bad. I, I'm not, I will never be convinced that the Cowboys are a Super Bowl caliber because they'll pull off games like this against a Rams team that is eh, above average. But if you're going to play for the Super Bowl, the Cowboys have to beat teams like this easily. And they couldn't even score 20 points against them. How can I possibly expect them to succeed more when they botch games like these? And I, if I keep going, I'm just going to go on a huge rant about the Cowboys because I'm not a fan. Yeah, I know. I, I like the Cowboys more than you do, but they uh, they did not help me out here. They did not look good. Uh, their defense looked all right, but uh, them as an offense did not did not play well at all today. Uh, <laughs> or I guess that was a couple days ago, but didn't look good. Um, yeah, I think uh, I don't. I don't really have too much to say other than I mean Ezekiel Elliott looked good for the most part. Uh, I think he's uh, he's kind of back to his his shine. Although uh, his feed me tattoo was horrendous. And, yeah, that was kind of gross looking. Yeah, it did not look uh, appetizing at all. Uh, even mm. He's got two spoons apparently eating um, <laughs> his own stomach. Did not look not did not look too tasteful, but. Um, it it did suck how the game ended off that offensive pass interference. I don't think it was an offensive pass interference, but you really, I mean, it's a it's a tic tac call that they can call if they want to. And I mean, he technically had a hand extended, but they their hands were fighting that whole time. I think Ramsey acted a little bit to try to get that call because he was burnt. Um, and he got it. Uh, but I also can't blame too much because the Cowboys Cowboys also went for it on fourth down on like their own one yard line um, instead of kicking a field goal to tie the game and they ended up losing by three. So, and they didn't make it. So they went on, they went forward on fourth and one and couldn't make it. And <laughs> then, you know, lose the game by three. So they either kick a field goal there or make it and score a touchdown. Then they win that game or take it to overtime, but they couldn't do that. So, as bad as of a call I think that was, uh, I can't really blame anybody but the Cowboys because you did yeah. it to yourself. Like, if you didn't want to be in that position, you probably should have scored more the other five times you punted. Exactly. Um, I actually don't have a mark of what we th- who we thought was going to win this game. Um, I feel like I had to pick the Rams. I wouldn't. I can't imagine ever picking the Cowboys. I really. But don't. I also don't have proof one way or the other. So I'll have to I'll have to relook into that because that's one thing that I don't have on my sheet. I did add a little cheat sheet of, of what I marked, and for some reason I missed the Cowboys and Rams game. Um, so we got the Steelers and the Giants. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. We don't have to talk about this game too much. We should probably be moving on, anyways. But we got the Steelers and the Giants. I thought Ben Ben looked okay, but nothing fantastic. But goddamn. Sh- Barkley could they couldn't get anything going on the run game. Yeah, such oh, an amazing God. that offensive line just what how are you that bad? I mean, the Steelers defense I, is good, but like every time they hand the ball off to Barkley, 
There were like three defenders in the backfield ready to take the handoff from Barkley. It felt yeah, it just does not make any sense because the Giants have had a bad offensive line. It feels like since they won the Super Bowl. It feels like ever since they won the Super Bowl in 2011, it's just been a disaster on that front. But this is next level. Saquon Barkley, one of like arguably one of the best running backs in the league, could he didn't stand a chance. He can't even overpower and run these guys over because he's gained hit before he's even going. Like he's still standing in the backfield, yeah. and it's mm, it, it was so bad. so bad. And it makes me feel even worse for like Daniel Jones and stuff because they weren't any better on the passing front for the most part. It's a miracle that he was able to throw two touchdowns at all. Yeah, no, I thought Daniel Jones looks fine for the most part. It's just uh, with that line, they just couldn't do much. And that defense is really good. I don't think giving enough credit to this Steelers defense. They have a great um they have a great front. I mean, just uh a good team defense there. So, I I think Daniel Jones did fine for for what he was dealt. I mean, he did throw the ball 41 times and didn't break 300, but this is also a great great defense. Um also, I think the Pittsburgh offense was um wasn't too bad. I think uh Ben Roethlisberger has the worst form of throwing motion in the history of the NFL. That looked disgusting <laughs> every time he threw that ball, but it worked. And the running back had 113 carries or 113 yards on 19 carries, which was impressive. Um, he looked good, but then again, this is also the Giants, and I don't know how good the Giants' defense really is. Yeah, I'd say it's. It's a pretty good, you know, measuring stake for the Steelers, considering how much success they were able to have against the defense, which isn't really the same as it was a few years ago. But I'd say this shows a l- that the Steelers don't have to worry too much about whether or not Big Ben's actually ready to go and all yeah, that kind of I stuff. I don't think he's going to be a top-five quarterback, but I think their offense is going to be able to, to move the ball fine at moments, um, especially with how good their defense is. Yeah, all I can. the last remark I'll say on this is, if the Giants can't figure out the run blocking, it's it's over. Oh yeah, they will they will absolutely. Owen sixteen. I don't know about Owen sixteen, but it like fighting for that top pick is now completely on the table yeah. after that performance. That was atrocious. But moving to the last one. Yeah, uh, we both picked the Steelers winning that game, um, so we are officially nine, uh, nine and five. Although I don't know technically that other game, so we could be a little bit different however our last game of the week is tennessee titans versus the denver broncos um i think this was a i fell asleep at halftime because i have to work early in the mornings and didn't want to stay up but this was a decent game i think uh from what i saw i think we saw that uh drew lock's gonna have some struggles now of course this is the first game of the year and um some new pieces and no no preseason so maybe maybe it's uphill from here, but uh, he didn't look all that impressive, um, and the, really the Tennessee Titans didn't look that impressive either, especially without the Broncos. The Broncos didn't have Von Miller uh, this whole entire game, and they still only put up 16 points. I think that's kind of uh, kind of sad. If uh, not, maybe not sad, but that's kind of a, a concern uh, if you're the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> but good on their defense for holding the Broncos to only 14. <laughs> Yeah, and my situation was actually kind of the opposite of Easton's, where I was at work, and then I coincidentally got like went on lunch right as the second half started, so I got to watch most of that. 
And to go back to the fantasy thing, I was not aware Philip Lindsay was injured in the second quarter. And so I spent the entire first half completely freaking out on whether or not he was going to succeed or not because he was the last player to determine whether or not I had won my game. I was up by three points going into that second half. So I spent like a good 20 minutes thinking, oh, it is doom and gloom. I'm just done. And then I noticed as the third quarter started, he's not out here anymore. What's going on? I know it's Melvin Gordon, but he shouldn't be getting all the carries. Well, what do you know? Out of all the times it could have happened, as much as it sucks that it did, he went out just before he could have ruined everything for me in that game. Yeah. And that was, it was a very. Uh, oh shush! Because you also uh, he didn't, as far as I remember, uh, or as I was told, I had already fallen asleep at this point. But Philip Lindsay had rushed two goal line on the one yard line, rushed twice, and got stuffed both times. Yep, which would have ended your. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would have been gone. It would have been done. I would have been out. Yeah, and he was facing my brother. My brother was texting mm-hmm. me the whole time. I was very upset after that game. And just so we can quickly go on to the other stuff, I'll just say. Drew Locke's game is more of what I like to see as a building block for a newer quarterback compared to what, like, Joe Burrow had, even though this isn't his first overall game. But I still kind of treat Drew Locke as somewhat of a rookie just because he got kind of thrown into the situation at the end of the year or uh, end of last year. So I'd say I still have a lot of hope for him. I thought that his performance was fine for what it was. I just feel like he didn't have enough support around him for that entire game. I mean, hell, Noah Fan was easily like his best target on the entire team, yeah, and I don't. Con- as much as I like no, Noah Fan, I don't consider him. I, well, he he had some good moves once he got the ball in his hand, but I felt like he was having a lot of trouble actually getting to the ball and getting those like bringing the ball that's in. Fair. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, I that so that's about it. Uh, you had the Denver Broncos winning that game. I had Tennessee. So I we we need to figure out that Dallas Los Angeles game, but as of right now, I am ten and five, and you went nine and six. Mm, great. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't want to. We're gonna have to speed up the second half. Uh, it's supposed to be half and half, but we've spent uh, quite a bit of time just talking about those last week games. So we're just gonna speed run through uh, next week's game, and then uh, next week when we go over, we'll. We'll talk about those games uh, uh, a little bit more uh, as they've already happened. So uh, Thursday night, tomorrow, we've got, uh, or maybe you're probably oh, going to be listening to this no. tonight, uh, the same day, but we got the Cleveland um, Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. Who you got on this game? Don't, don't spend too much time. Oh, we gotta, we gotta... Who, who even cares? I'll, I'll say the Browns. No, actually, I'll say the Bengals because they actually looked a little bit more decent against the Chargers, but... I have no hope that either of these offenses are going to kick, like get this, things in gear. This is hard. I I feel like the Browns is my gut feeling just because they have more experience. Yeah, I want to say the Browns too. I think I'll switch it to Browns, <laughs> no, you know, but I think it's a toss up. It's really because they have so up. many. They have so many weapons. They should be winning these games or at least competing. But Burrow so I'll choose the Browns just for talent level. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to say. I'm, I think the running game is going to pick up a little bit more for the Browns, and that's what will probably get them. But also, the Bengals have Joe Mixon, and he did nothing last week. So, 
Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, that's the hardest game to, to call. Well, I guess I haven't looked through all these games, but that feels like a pretty hard game to, to call. So, yeah, I guess are we both picking the Browns? Yep. Okay, next game I got on here, uh, we've got the Giants and the Bears. Oh, after seeing last week, I don't like the Bears, but I got to pick them again. I'm I'm praying to God that the Giants are not going to have a repeat performance. But that that game was too bad for them to just manage to bounce back after one week. So I'm choosing the Bears on this one. And I wouldn't even say it's close. Like I'd expect at least a two score win. That's funny. I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the Giants. Oh, you are I think uh... making me look like a bad fan. <laughs> no, you're you're fine. Um I I wonder if that Mitch performance was just uh a fluke and um as bad as that offensive line is uh the bears really only have khalil mack now of course that's khalil mack um but daniel jones looks good i think for the most part and he's not facing the pittsburgh defense this isn't um as bad of a defense so i'm hoping i'm gonna go ahead and pick the giants here uh, i hope i'm wrong i'm i hope i'm wrong on that one Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, next one we've got uh, the Falcons and the Cowboys. Hmm. I'd say, for me personally, I'm I'm biased against the Cowboys, so I'm going to choose the Falcons. But I feel like I have more faith in their offense to get stuff in gear quicker than the Cowboys. And I don't know if the Cowboys are going to be able to right the ship in time to catch up with them. So I'd say it, it'll be a close, like a one to two score win for the Falcons. Man, you you really shitting on the Cowboys, huh? They suck. I don't like them. Uh, this is, man. Every game's hard when you're actually uh, being recorded and have to have people you had to think about it. Yeah. Uh, um, I would say, I I feel like I'm gonna pick the Cowboys again, but actually, Jesus. Yeah, Ryan, to me, the Falcons' offense was more impressive Matt, than, Matt than the Ryan Cowboys. Matt Ryan went off last game, but I, I think the Cowboys have the potential to go off as well. Um, I'm going to stick with the Cowboys, but I'm going to be counter to you. Um, you know, it's it's okay if I'm yep. wrong sometimes. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Cowboys on this. The next game we've got is the Lion and the Packers. It would take a complete disaster for the Packers to lose this game. I just, there's no, I'm 99% sure that the Packers are going to just blow the Lions out of the water. If they're able to manhandle the Vikings defense, there's no way that they're not going to score like 30 to 40 points against the Lions. Yeah, I I, I think this is an easy one. I'm picking Green Bay Packers as well. Um, next week, we or the next game, we've got the Jaguars and the Titans. I'd say I was... Both teams were kind of average, or I wouldn't say mediocre necessarily, but I I felt I was more impressed with the Jaguars in performance, and I have a little bit more faith in them. Oh, God, that's a really tough one. Mm. I will say the Titans. I'm going to do a 180 on what I was just talking about because I feel like Derrick Henry is going to get it going a lot more in terms of, like, better production per carry. Yeah. And I'd say if he can get that going, then the sky's the limit for the Titans, really. Yeah. 
So I'm going to choose them, but it's going to be a close one on that. I don't know how the line is minus nine on them, according to ESPN. Yeah, I, uh, I'd say, I say the Titans as well. I'm hoping the Jags pull it off because I like them. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think uh, the Titans have the better team uh, with Tannehill and, and that offensive line and that defense is significantly better than the Jaguars. Um, this uh, next game I've got here is the Vikings and the Colts. Despite both teams having lost, I think the Vikings were a lot more impressive in their loss because they were at least able to put up some numbers on offense, which if you can do that in this league, you're pretty much guaranteed to at least get some more wins than others. And also, it's the Colts. Um, fuck the Colts and fuck Philip Rivers. So I'm choosing the Vikings, but it's hard to tell. I'd say it's it'll be a close one still. It'll be like around 7 to 10 points. I'm saying the Vikings as well. I think this is one of those... Uh... Games I said Vikings can, you know, beat these middle of the road average teams, and I think this is a middle of the road average team. So, um, yeah, I say the Vikings. Vikings take this one. I don't know if it'll be close or not, but I think I think Vikings pull it out. Next game we've got the Bills and the Dolphins. I was wondering that going into last week, I thought this would be a pretty close game, but if the Dolphins were going to do so poorly against a Patriots defense that was already missing so many players. I can't do anything except say that the Bills are going to win. Yeah, I agree. It's, and also, that's not even counting the fact of how atrocious Fitzpatrick was last week. What a, what an anomaly that dude is. It This must be his off year where he does so bad he gets kicked off the Dolphins, goes to another bad team, and then blows up again. So I'm just picking the Bills. I would expect them to win handedly. Like I would easily expect a like a 30 to 14 point uh, game right here. Yeah, I think Bills win this as well. I wonder if uh, Josh Allen plays better than Cam Newton does against the same defense and people start kind of judging the two of them off of off of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? But, yeah, I think Bills win this one. Uh, two 0-1 teams. you got the 49ers and the Jets. And this is one of those perfect examples of how 0-1 teams are not equal. I there's no way the 49ers botch this one cuz I I can definitely say the Cardinals even though they were like 5 and 11 or whatever last year they are drastically better than what the Jets are right now and I would fully expect them to right the ship I'd say they're just going to dominate the Jets in this one Yeah I think the Jets are one of the worst teams in the NFL so I think 49ers is a pretty easy one to pick here but then Again, I think Arizona Arizona is a good team, so they lost against a good team. It's not like they lost against mm. the Washington football team. Like the next team that we have here, the Eagles that lost to the Washington football team, uh, they are playing the Rams. Who do you got winning this game? Unless the Eagles can find some more solutions on the offensive line, because you got to remember, they got wrecked against Chase Young and that Washington defensive line. Now he has to go up. up yeah, Aaron Donald who was just throwing multiple dudes around like ragdolls against the Cowboys. There's no there's no hope for Carson Wentz unless he can fix that offensive line. So I'm going to pick the Rams yeah. just because of how dominant their defensive line I is. I 100% agree with you. Um, if they get beat by the Washington football team, the Rams, I think, are competent. Um, I think they're one of the worst in um, their division. But I also think that division's really good. That's got the uh, the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Cardinals, and the Rams. I think that's a good division of football, and I think they're probably the worst in it. 
and that's still better than the Eagles if that shows you anything. So yeah, I would put I would put the worst NFC West team on top of the NFC East. Now like, if uh, now if I think if the Eagles can can get Wentz some time, um, then and Wentz starts playing like he has in in years past, then they might start winning the games and they can get hot. I think the Eagles are a team that can get hot and start winning some games in a row, but. After that first week, it's uh, it's looking pretty bleak right now. So yeah, I got uh, I got Los Angeles Rams next week, or the next game we got the Denver Broncos versus the Steelers. Hmm, I feel like it has to be the Steelers on this one. They look they looked too consistent against the Giants, as bad as they apparently were, and the Broncos. I don't know if they're fully they don't have their feet underneath them yet, and I don't know if the Steelers is really the team to you know, get situated and figure out what you're trying to do. Yep. So I'd say the Steelers would probably win this one. Yeah, I think the Steelers are in the best division in the AFC. Um, and I think they're going to... Sad, sad. What? what do you mean? Steelers in the best division. It's it's sad to hear that. Oh, okay. I was like, what do you mean? It's like they've got the, uh, they've got the Ravens in there, and, and I think the Steelers are going to be a good team. So I think Steelers win this pretty... Uh, pretty well. I I think Drew Locke is not going to be able to do well against uh, this defense, just like Daniel Jones had some problems. Um, so yeah, I think I think the Steelers win it. We got Panthers and Buccaneers. Oh, I want to say the Panthers will because even though they lost, they looked a lot more consistent, at least on offense, anyways. And I'm going to choose the Panthers on this one just because of how ugly the Buccaneers were against the Saints. That's fair. And it seemed like a lot of the issues with the Buccaneers was like, it seemed like some core flaws in just how they were functioning. And I'm maybe they'll fix it in time, but I doubt it. Yeah, I actually think the Buccaneers are going to win this one. I think Carolina looked good because they were facing the Raiders. Um, and the Buccaneers looked bad because they were facing the Saints, who are a really, really good football team. So um, I'm going to pick the Buccaneers on that one. Next game, we've got the uh, two one and 0 teams, Washington football team against the Arizona Cardinals it better be the Cardinals that win this one I I will not stand for a 2-0 Washington football team and that that's all I got to say on that one I don't care about any of the other analytics or statistics Cardinals better win this yes Arizona better win this and Kyler Murray better go off because I have him in fantasy and Hopkins better yeah, go off because I have him in fantasy so yeah if Hopkins can get 150 yards against the Niners defense they better shred this Washington defense. I don't care I about Chris Young. He can't play safety. Yes, I agree. So we've got the Ravens and Texans. Uh, who you got winning this one? I think this should be easy. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's definitely going to be the Ravens that are the easy favorite for this. I'm more curious about how much they beat them by. And if they beat them by only 14, and it's clear that they didn't just let them back into 14, I'm going to consider the Chiefs had a better win against the Texans. Yeah, that's fair. Um... I think this is pretty easy. Baltimore are going to win this one uh, pretty easy. Um, I, th- I think the only chance that uh, the Texans have is, is is if Deshaun Watson goes off uh, with Fuller or uh, David Johnson goes off and they can somehow bracket uh, Lamar Jackson's running ability. But even then, they, he's still got a good passing game. So, uh, But, yeah, I'd, I'd say Ravens have a – pretty good shot of winning that game i'm pretty confident about that one we got patriots and seahawks i i'm pretty confident saying that the seahawks are going to walk away with away with this one espn has them at minus three and a half which 
I don't really see that happening because their offense was clicking against the Falcons, and I don't. As much as I like Cam Newton's a really good quarterback, I've never agreed with the criticism of like how he plays. But I don't see him keeping up with a Seahawks defense that actually lets Wilson just throw it everywhere. And I just I don't know if they're going to get blown out necessarily, but I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with Seattle. Yeah, I think uh, the Seahawks defense is a, or uh, the Patriots defense is a little bit better than the the defense the Seahawks faced last week and the the Falcons. But uh, I still think uh, Russell Wilson's going to be able to play well in this game and i think it's going to be interesting seeing um this matchup because they only play every four years as far as i remember um mm. I, so i wish it was tom brady versus russell wilson to be honest with you but uh, i think seahawks take this one away um and win this game i don't know by how much i don't think it'll be particularly close when i say that i think i don't think it'll be a like a one point or a two point game but I think more towards the seven point to ten point range, somewhere around there. Uh, but yeah, I think Seahawks take that game. Uh, Monday night game, we've got Saints versus Raiders. I don't want to pick the Raiders because they're the Raiders, but their performance was a lot more consistent on offense than the Saints were, and I'd be more inclined to believe that the Raiders are capable of putting up thirty plus points again than I am thinking the Saints would. I don't know. This Michael. is kind of a toss-up for me after how last week Saints went. without Michael Thomas. Ah, that's the other problem. I'm going to choose the Raiders because of the Michael Thomas injury. But I also have no faith in that choice because it's the Raiders, and I expect them to screw up at any given week. Yeah, this is hard. I, I don't want to pick the Saints because of how bad Drew B's looked, and the run game didn't particularly look good, but Man, was that Saints defense good. And I think that's what's going to win them this game. So I'm, I'm going to pick the Saints because of their defense. I think they're going to pick off Carr a couple times. Um, and that's going to be the difference of the game of, uh, you know, Carr gets gets picked off twice or, or three times. Um, and, and that obviously changes the outcome of the game where uh, they may have won, but instead they, they get picked off a couple times. So uh, I guess we're going to pick a different uh, – Different team for that one. Um, just writing that down. And then last game, of course, the Chiefs versus the Chargers. Again, I got to head out of here. I'm already late as it is. So um, quickly, uh, we're going to end it with uh, the Chiefs versus Chargers for this episode. I mean, they're going to blow the Chargers out. I don't think it's going to be even close. The Chargers barely even deserve to win against the Bengals, and that's the Bengals. If the Chiefs lose, or I mean, if the Chiefs win by less than twenty points, I'll be very disappointed. I think uh, I think the Chargers have played the Chiefs very well the past couple years, so I'm hesitant to say they're going to win by a, a crap ton. But I do think uh, the Chiefs added something in CHE where um, if the the Chargers play us like the Texans did, which is um, how they've done us the past couple of years, and we haven't been able to get the deep ball in, and so we're not scoring as many points, and we didn't have as good of a run game to be able to capitalize on it, but now we do, so I, I think it'll really open up this game, and we should be able to win it by, by a few touchdowns. Oh, and also, four hours ago, it was reported that Boza was did not practice today because of a triceps injury. 
it doesn't say how serious it is, but who who would have thought? Never saw that one coming. Um. So, uh, this is the this is tied for the largest spread at nine points. The other games that have nine points are the Tennessee versus the Jags. The Tennessees have a nine point, uh, and then the Buccaneers and the Panthers and the Tampa Bay has a nine point. So, um. Another game where the Chiefs have the highest uh, highest spread, so that's uh, that's good for the Chiefs, I guess. Betting odds are pretty high on the Chiefs, um, so we'll end it with that. Uh, we'll end it with the Chiefs overtaking the Chargers in a pretty pretty easy game. Uh, do you think Mahomes will have a pretty pedestrian game again, or do you think he's going to go off? Uh, I was way wrong. I thought he was going to get almost 400 yards against the Texans, but they played a completely different game than I was thinking. So, what do you what do you think he does here? Uh, to me, the pedestrian for Mahomes is a completely different category from anybody else. But um, I would expect him to definitely get closer to the 300 to 400 yard range. And for touchdowns, I always expect him to get at least three touchdowns in any yeah, given week. Fair. So I'd say that's a safe bet this time around as well. And yeah, that's basically all it is. I don't, I don't think he'll you know destroy it with like six touchdowns or something like that. Though you know this might be the week yeah, where that's. It could be where it could happen. But I like to keep it safe. I would expect him to get three touchdowns again, but I don't know if he'd hit 400 yards or anything crazy like that. Yeah. Because now he, do, he doesn't even have to anymore with Hilaire, apparently. I think I think he'll play well. I don't know if he'll get up to there to those godly numbers in this week. I think there will be weeks where he does it. Um, and with Derwin James out, maybe he can do that against the Chargers, but it just hasn't happened the last couple of years, so... I'm yeah, if, if Boza comes, if Boza actually ends up being out or he's not playing as well because of this injury he just got, then I think that'll be a determining factor on how well Mahomes really does. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. I think that should about do it for the podcast. Uh, we got all of our picks in, and and we talked about all of last week's games. Next week we'll uh, we'll release another episode on Wednesday. Um, and we'll we'll be covering all all of the action that happens in week two, and then previewing week three. Uh, we should be able to be a little smoother, um, and maybe get down with it a little bit sooner, so we're not having as long as an episode. But uh, you know, each week we'll just uh, keep cutting it down and, and working on it. So thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on our uh, Twitter and Instagram at Couch Critics Pod, and then if you're on Facebook, um, just go look up Couch Critics, and we are on there, and we will post our episodes. Um, so you will know when they're out and then you can also comment and uh, talk to us about what you think about the, the episode or what your picks are um, of that next week or something. So you can interact with us. Have a good one guys. Bye.